Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by Liver Health Formula from Pure Health Research. For anyone looking to ignite their fat-burning metabolism, boost their energy, and transform how they look and feel, they must start taking care of their liver. Your liver is your body's master detoxifier. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every single day. It's responsible for cleansing and removing thousands of harmful toxins, man-made chemicals, alcohol, and dangerous food additives and preservatives. And after decades of wear and tear, our livers slow down and they become sluggish. And this is why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feeling tired all the time. Fortunately, there's a simple all-natural solution that I recommend. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities. It boosts your energy levels and can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. It also works remarkably well to fight fatty liver, which is a silent epidemic affecting 100 million Americans. And right now, as a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you're going to receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain with four times better absorption thanks to this special nano-delivery system. You're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. Just go to getliverhelp.com forward slash jockers or call toll-free at 800-282-1757 to claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts. That's get liver help. So G-E-T-L-I-V-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash jockers or call 800-282-1757. You're covered by their 365-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to risk. But supplies are limited, so go head over to getliverhelp.com forward slash jockers or call toll-free at 800-282-1757 now to order liver health formula and claim your five free bonus gifts while you still can. That's getliverhelp.com forward slash jockers or call 800-282-1757. Well, welcome back to the podcast. I have got a great topic today. It is the Health Babes Guide to Balancing Hormones. And I've got our guests the health babes, my friends, Dr. Becky Campbell and Dr. Crystal Hone. I actually went to graduate school with them. So we were all in graduate school together. So I've known them, I mean, almost 20 years at this point. And uh, it's been great to, to be able to see them have success. And, uh, you know, they're just great functional health practitioners. 
You can find out more information about them at thehealthbabes.com. And they also have the Health Babes podcast, which I have been on as well. But in this interview, we're going to talk a lot about balancing hormones. We're going to talk about cortisol, insulin, um, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. We're going to talk about symptoms that people experience when they have hormone dysfunction. We're going to talk about some of the best strategies. We're going to talk about genetic pathways that can interfere with hormone metabolism. So a lot of really good stuff here. You guys are going to love this podcast. And if you have not left us a five-star review, now is the time to do that. So go ahead and leave that. That will help us reach more people and impact more lives with this message. Thank you for taking the time to do that. And thank you for being a part of our community. Now let's go into the show. Well, Dr. Crystal, Dr. Becky, great to have you here. And uh, really excited about your book, the Thank Health you. Babes Guide to Balancing Hormones. That's uh, <laughs> such a critical topic in our society today. So many people walking out around with hormonal imbalances and hormonal dysfunction. And I know you guys are seeing that all the time uh, in your clinic. And what was the inspiration for you guys uh, for writing this book? Just, you know, we talk about so many things, right, within functional medicine. And we wanted people to understand, you know, that it's, with when it comes to hormones or when it comes to these these different issues that people are dealing with especially women there's so many things that you can do and it's not just about taking hormones it's about you know looking at all the other factors and what's driving this so we just felt like there wasn't that the, that many books out there mm -hmm. that were really simple mm -hmm. um, and really digestible to understand hormone health and like what you can do about it besides taking hormones so we just, you know, we work with so many women and whether they're coming to us with a histamine intolerance or, you know, a thyroid issue or whatever it is, we try to really make them, you know, we look at the hormones. So we, we know it kind of ties into so many things and there's so many drivers of hormone imbalance. So we're like, let's just write about it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really went through a lot of hormonal issues myself. Right. And that really inspired me to want to teach on it and mm. to help people as many of us you know, health practitioners do. So, you know, I was dealing with lots of, you know, acne, which I never, especially after kids going through grad school. I mean, you know, Dr. Dockers, you know, how stressful grad school can be. I was dealing with acne, lots of hormonal imbalances like estrogen dominance and high androgens. And I was crawling out of my skin, right? And I was, I'm like, there's gotta be more answers to this. So once I started working with other functional docs and, and really getting to the bottom of my health issues, I really took my career to the next level, right? And I really wanted to help people with that. And so hormones are just such, they're near and dear to my heart, right? And I work and practice with Beck, but we wanted to create something simple, like she said, and, and really just teach people about some of the hormones we should be looking at, some of the, the ways we can really help balance them and, and to start with simple things like diet, which we'll get into. Yeah, for sure. And let's jump into that. Let's jump into the main hormones. I know in your book, you talk about the hormonal chain of command yes. and you go through seven key hormones. So what are those? Yes. So in, you know, that we have so many different hormones within the body, right? Lots, lots and lots of hormones, but lots. yes, <laughs> but, um, the, the big hormones that I, the key hormones that I really like to look at in, in practice is looking at estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, right? Cortisol, melatonin, insulin, right? Leptin, things like that. And so when you 
you know, one of my favorite tests, and I'm sure you're familiar with this, is the Dutch test. And so the reason why I really like looking at hormones in urine is, is one thing to really understand about hormones is the brain signals our hormones to be pulsed, right? And so they're constantly changing throughout the day. And the reason why I like the Dutch test is because it is a urine test and it's showing us not only our levels throughout the day in the average, but how our body is metabolizing these hormones too. So there's there's lots to learn individually about, you know, these different hormones and we break it down pretty easy in the book for readers, you know, if they want to get a good start on that. Yeah. But the Dutch test is really a great overall assessment of the endocrine system showing us our levels and, you know, what they look like and how we're metabolizing them. And of course you utilize blood work for thyroid, right? Our thyroid hormones and, and blood sugar and things like that. But and leptin. Yeah. Too. And leptin. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But, um, it's a great test. So we, we really, there's so many different types of hormonal imbalances that we see, you know, in practice. And, um, it's really about figuring out what's, what's going on within your body because everybody is different. Right. And so we try to break down different symptoms you may be experiencing and things like that. Yeah. I really like the Dutch as well. And it's easy. It's, you can do it right it's at home. So it's so great. Really yep. I mean, you do it right at home. Oh, and it's yeah. a lot easier than the saliva test, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And but it does take a trained practitioner, somebody who really understands right. what they're looking at and has seen many of them to really help interpret it. Otherwise, you just get lost in the weeds. But um, yeah, because it's do. very intricate. Yeah. yeah, and you really do have to understand a lot of different things to really understand that test. Especially yeah. with the metabolism part of it, right? You know, we, we, you know, if you look at a test, you can say, okay, I'm high in something or I may be low in something, but to really understand metabolism, it, it's a great test to and, look at. And she's yeah. just for those who don't understand thinking metabolism, right? She's talking about the way the hormones are broken down and leaving the body. Yeah. Yep. And that really goes into all labs, honestly. Like right. if you're a layperson out there and you're getting labs, any sort of labs, even blood labs done. And, uh, you know, you're relying on a conventionally trained medical doctor to interpret that or nobody, just yourself. Um, you're probably going to miss a lot, right? You're, yeah, between right. You, you're probably going to miss a lot. And that's really where functional medicine comes in because we're trained in, you know, how to really look at optimal levels, optimal hormone function, optimal blood chemistry, all of that kind of stuff. And, and if you're not optimal, but not quite clinically, you know, you don't quite have a clinical disease, right? Then uh, there's a lot of things that you can do that a good trained practitioner like one of you guys can help people and help nudge them in the right direction to help optimize their overall health. Right. And it's, it's about looking at it all together, mm -hmm. you know, knowing how yeah. things tie together instead of breaking it up into parts, which is the unfortunate part of the way people are treated. Sometimes it's like they're sent to a gastroenterologist mm -hmm. and then endocrinologist and Really, we just look at how everything's working together. It is. Hormones are like a web, right? So if you have one imbalance, usually it's compromising another hormone, right? And so you want to make sure that you're looking at the big picture. And that's why I even mentioned the Dutch, you know, when, when it comes to yeah. hormones. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Now, what are some symptoms that can clue somebody in that they may have issues going on with their hormones? Yeah. Wow. So, oh my goodness. You, you can have heavier menstrual cycles. You can miss menstrual cycles. You can have moodiness, sleeplessness, weight gain, sometimes weight loss right? too, mm -hmm. um, mm. headaches. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. There's, there's, um, you can have, you know, let's talk about androgen dominance. Yeah. So 
that's yeah. kind of our more male, like just think things like testosterone, right? You can have um, missing your periods, acne, weight gain, Virtuism. getting, yeah, get, mm-hmm. getting like hair growth under the chin or maybe air different areas like the chest or, you know, women notice it at different places, but we see that a lot, you know, people who present with PCOS mm-hmm. and they've never been diagnosed with it. And then we see, you know, they, they're definitely androgen dominant, but then they're also estrogen dominant and they have all these issues and they're painful cycles, missing cycles, all these things. And there's a lot we can do about that. Mm-hmm. And we look at blood sugar and the connection to that too. So we kind of, that's again, where you, you tie all these things together. Right. And a lot of symptoms, just remember for listeners, you know, they're overlapping. Yeah. So when it comes to hormonal symptoms, one symptom may be the same from for a different hormonal imbalance. So right. that's what that's where testing is important, um, making sure you're knowing exactly what's going on within your body. But Beck really hit the nail on the head with a lot of the symptoms there. Yeah, you can definitely have overlapping. Yeah, it's the same with gut health. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you, people will will market a candida diet and everyone thinks they have candida. And I'm like, we're like, mm-hmm. well, maybe, but it could be opportunistic bacteria, right. parasites. So there's, yeah. you know, and, and so what, what we try to do with this book is teach you like, no matter what you have, this is how you can support it. And, start. and then, right. You can start with this. Right. And then we get into a little bit more like individual. If you have this presentation, this might be right for you, this presentation, but, you know, and that, and we try to make it possible for everyone to get the help they need. So that's why books are a really good starting place. And then if you can, you go into like programs mm-hmm. and if you can, you go into working with a practitioner. So we try to make it really, you know, accessible for everybody. Yeah. I just want to take a moment, interrupt this podcast to tell you about Paleo Valley's organic super greens. They've got 23 organic superfoods, all made into a powerful powder. And these superfoods have their own unique benefit for boundless natural energy that you can get in one scoop of this powder. And the cool thing is there is no cereal grasses. A lot of you guys are concerned about cereal grass because research has come out showing that things like wheatgrass, barley grass actually contain a lectin called wheat germ, a glutenin or WGA, which for some individuals is very inflammatory. And so Paleo Valley made these organic super greens without any of those cereal grasses. They only use the finest, most bioavailable superfoods to help your body absorb those valuable vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and enzymes found in each delicious servings. No fillers, no indigestible ingredients, just 23 nutrient-rich organic superfoods full of the nutrients you need for a vibrant, healthy life. And it's super simple. It only takes you 30 seconds. Just take a scoop, put it in water, or put it in you know a beverage of your choice to get these great benefits. You can check it out by going to paleovalley.com forward slash jockers using the coupon code jockers at checkout to save 15% off today. Guys, try it out. You guys are gonna love these this greens powder. Yeah, for sure. And I know a lot of mental health disorders can be associated with hormone imbalances, leaky gut, like, you know, you talked about cortisol. So, you know, when your cortisol is elevated, that's going to reduce your secretory IgA in your gut. And uh, that's your immune component that helps keep inflammation, gut inflammation under control. And when you don't have enough of that, because you're stressed out, 
you've got cortisol dysregulation, then uh, you know certainly that can wear down that gut lining and create more inflammation that predisposes you to autoimmunity, a lot of different issues like that. So it could be almost anything like you talked about. Now, I will say like a common thing that I hear is out there just, you know, when I'm talking to people at my church or um, just out in society, most people think that PMS is normal. Like that that's just, you know, like, you know, as you're going into your cycle, you're just going to have a crazy things like that. And is that, is that really true? No, you know, it, is it normal to have, you know, to feel a little something, you know, as you start your period like or some loading, right? Or some that's a little yeah, bit normal. The body right. doing its job, but we should not be having severe pain, right? P- no. Premenstrual, no. severe headaches, right? Exactly. You know, severe mood swings. Mm-hmm. That's all due to hormones being imbalanced. So, right. like, let's just take estrogen dominance mm-hmm. for example. So, if our estrogen is rising at different times in our cycle. It and our our levels, let's just say that they're quote unquote normal, right? Then you will have like a more mild mm-hmm. situation as far as what you're feeling. But if you have estrogen dominance, you're gonna get like and and that, you know, David, you and I both talk about histamine issues a lot, but that's gonna drive histamine, which is gonna give you migraines and all those things during your cycle, whereas you, you don't have to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then even with estrogen dominance, endometriosis, like mm-hmm. things like that. that. Right. So you get a lot more pain and heavy bleeding and those things with that type of situation. Whereas if you don't have those issues, you shouldn't have those symptoms. And yeah, I will touch, true. and I will say too, you know, when women are going to doctors and they're getting their estrogen, as we're talking about estrogen looked at your estrogen doesn't necessarily have to be extremely high or out of range, right? Mm. Within labs, you want to look at that and compare to progesterone, right? Mm. Your estrogen can be more dominant and compared to that. So when I see that on lab work, I'm thinking, okay, we really need to support not only helping her ovulate, right? Which there's so many things you can do, but also too, you want to make sure that they're breaking down that estrogen properly, metabolizing that through the liver and making sure we're not dealing with any infections in the gut because we need to break that down and how we metabolize that estrogen and a lot of our hormones is through our stool right through our stool urine and bile so you want to make sure that you aren't dealing with any infections with estrogen dominance if you may feel you're dealing with that right because you can be estrogen dominant without having high estrogen right so you can just have a higher estrogen than progesterone Mm -hmm. and that is still estrogen dominance yeah. which a lot yeah, of other people won't pick that up. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's important mm-hmm. to know because estrogen dominance has been kind of a, like a popular buzzword in the natural yeah. health world, particularly for like last 10 or 15 years. In fact, I remember when I met my wife, this would have been 2014, she had endometriosis. She was yeah. told she'd probably be infertile and she had like intense pain for like two days before Bless she would her. menstruate, right? Like she'd have to like yeah. live in a bath, call into yeah. work, you know, live in a, in a, in a hot bath for like two days. And she just thought that's normal, right? Take a whole bunch of ibuprofen and, you know, you just deal with it for a day or two and uh, then you move on. And she was told that's normal. You're just gonna have to live like that. She even had, you know, a a little surgery to kind of scrape out some of the, uh, sometimes that's necessary. Um, Yeah. In her Mm twenties. And so, um, back then I thought everything like that was estrogen dominance ran some labs on her and her estrogen was normal, right? But right. her progesterone was too low. Like it was very low, nice. uh, yes. right? As you know, right in that last week before menstruation when it should be 
high, right? Dur- during that, that, that period of time. Yeah. And um, yeah, and we found out, you know, obviously she was stressed out and wasn't oh, yeah. taking good care of her body. And so we got those things balanced. And now it's like, she barely even knows when she's having a cycle. Yes. And of course she was told she was going to be infertile, which. Um, oh my goodness. You have four we babies. Never, we never <laughs> intentionally tried to have a child. You know, I mm-hmm. know a lot of people, they do struggle with infertility. Yeah. We never like said, okay, we're going to really plan out and have a baby. And we had four babies. And exactly. so, uh, yep. And so, you know, these, these things, a lot of these things are lifestyle related. And if you yeah. get the right functional testing, you get on the right plan, you can balance these hormones out and really have optimal health. Now, as she goes through, I mean, pretty much every day, she feels really, really good. That last good. week before, before her cycle, sometimes she'll notice more brain fog. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in my head that, that says, okay, she's probably not getting enough progesterone. She might have like a little bit of anxiety yep. or irritability. Yep. And we know that progesterone helps boost GABA. So that exactly. helps kind of balance and calm the brain. So it's like, I we can kind it. of see the early symptoms and that's where you want to be as a person out there. Mm-hmm. You want to like, once you start recognizing some of these early symptoms, you're like, okay, things are a little bit out of balance. Maybe I need a little more sleep, you know, and maybe I need exactly. to take more B vitamins, you know, whatever it is. And that's really, I know, you know, your book really helps people master their health and kind of start to see these patterns. Yeah. You know, my mom had endometriosis and she had to have a hysterectomy and I had all the signs of endometriosis and I was told I would never have kids and all that stuff. I had three kids on birth control, like three yeah. different huh. birth control. <laughs> but I she was a myrtle, David. I was fertile, yeah. but I yeah, was yeah. really taking care of myself too. Yeah. I mean, you know, and my point of, of saying that is don't let someone tell you that and that be the end. I'll be all because right. I was told that I thought I would never have kids and look, you know, I was like, wow, play <laughs> yep. am I fertile? I did it. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Now what are, let's talk about some of the common drivers of hormone dysfunction. Okay. So we talked a little bit about the gut. So the, you know, we all talk about the gut and the functional medicine world, and it's it really important how much the gut plays a role in, in our hormone levels, because like Crystal said, mm-hmm. this is where our hormones are really ultimately metabolized. So we want to kind of break everything down in the liver, and then we want it to go through our digestive tract, and we want to poop it out, right? Mm-hmm. The, the excess, you know, the stuff that we don't really need mm-hmm. that extra. But if you have infections in the gut, so let's say you have a bacteria overgrowth, a yeast overgrowth leaky gut parasites, your gut is not going to do what it's supposed to do. And then that's going to cause an issue with the way even that your liver functions. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately the way that we, we metabolize hormones. So the gut is a a really big place to start to look if you think you have any of these issues. And then we look at like our different glands that, Mm -hmm. you know, secrete hormones, like our adrenal glands and our thyroid gland. So cortisol, which is our stress hormone is it actually increases our thyroid stimulating hormones. So when, when cortisol is high, it signals our thyroid gland to stop producing as much thyroid hormones. You're going to see more susceptibility to hypothyroidism in this situation. So we want to work with the adrenals and we want to work on the stress component, which we talk a lot about all the time and the thyroid which I've written a whole book on just the thyroid gland, because it's just so important. And, and this all kind of just still ties together. And then you can have different genetic mutations. There's a mutation that we don't really metabolize estrogen properly with the comp gene mutation and some other gene mutations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and then, you know, thinking about like environmental factors, you know, if you think about our, you know, what are we exposed to? Right. What are we putting on our body? What are we, what kind of makeup are we using? What are we using to brush our teeth? What are we using to wash our hair and clean our house? All of these, these products, unfortunately, they have so many chemicals. Endocrine disruptors. Yes. And those chemicals, and you hear this word endocrine disruptor. So mm-hmm. they're actually at like a chemical estrogen, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, so that causes a whole slew of issues. And this is where a lot of estrogen dominance is mm-hmm. coming from also. And it can be in the water we're drinking, especially out of plastic bottles. And, you know, we see people heating food up in plastic mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, stop, you know. <laughs> Um, air freshener, you know, things that you have in your car. Yeah. Your perfume, which, you know, we want to, if, if there's one thing I could literally, one piece of advice I could give people would be stop wearing perfume Mm -hmm. and it's, and people don't want to hear that. And it's not a, it's not intentionally trying to make people feel bad. It's, we're really trying to help you because it is affecting you. It's affecting the people around you, your kids. It's almost like the new secondhand smoke, Mm -hmm. right? So that is, you know, a huge role and like, you know, being exposed to mold and, and all the different things that we're exposed to. Um, and then our mitochondria, you know, our mitochondria is really important in all this. It's a part of the cell that produces energy, but more than that, it helps to release and produce hormones. So this really is a regulator of the thyroid hormone and our regulates our insulin, which is also a hormone. So it's really important And, you know, there's different things we need to prioritize to help all these things. We need help with, you know, prioritizing sleep. People hate when you say that because it's like, don't you think I want to sleep? But (laughs) there are things you can do, right? You know, you can Mm -hmm. have like a routine where you stop watching TV maybe an hour or two before bed and you just get things like more calm. You know, Mm -hmm. you calm things down, take an Epsom salt bath or something before bed, read a book, put on some lavender essential oils, just like calm down your brain. Have um, a good sleep schedule. Put, yeah, put on yeah. it. Make sure you're in bed by a certain time. Wear a sleep mask. Use a sound machine. Make sure it's cold in the room. Things like that. And then, of course, managing stress, which, you know, mm-hmm. stress is <laughs> a, a problem and everything. But it's just to help. You need to help your body adapt better to stress, Mm -hmm. right? We can't get away from these stressors, but if we can put these proper tools in place, and there's so many things you can do, but even something as simple as saying no, not putting so many things on your plate, which is easier said than done, right? Um, Especially us all with work and and all the things, right? Take on a lot, right? But saying no sometimes is something as simple as that can really be beneficial. Mm -hmm. And then trauma. You know, trauma is a big, big thing that we see in practice, especially with our um, mast cell patients and histamine patients. You know, a lot of patients will come to us and they're not even able to, you know, take a supplement and they're only eating certain like one or two Mm -hmm. foods. So we have to do everything we can to calm the nervous system. And when we see that a lot of the times it's working on that trauma work or even the the limbic system, system, right? And the vagal nerve Mm -hmm. and all that, just trying to set up that rest and digest rather than, you know, a lot of us walk around in, in a fight or flight, which is our sympathetic nervous system all the time. So we work with a lot of people on that. And we talk a lot about that in this book, Mm -hmm. because these are all things you can do at home. Mm -hmm. You don't have to see a practitioner necessarily to Mm -hmm. do that. So these are things that can really help you to feel calm. And then you're not releasing as much cortisol. And that's 
reducing weight gain and reducing sleeplessness and all these different things that people have. So those are the main, those yeah, are the main the big headers we see. Yeah. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my favorite supplements. It's called curcumin gold. You guys know I'm a huge advocate of turmeric, this Indian spice and the different polyphenols and compounds in there that help reduce inflammation. The most well-studied is curcumin. Curcumin has been shown to outperform your typical non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen, Advil, and Tylenol in many different studies by reducing pain and inflammation without the harmful side effects. And what I love about the curcumin gold is that it contains turmeric curcumin extract. It contains vegan omega-3s made from algae, the long chain uh, omega-3 called DHA, which is so powerful for the brain, so powerful for heart health and reducing inflammation. It also has ginger oil. Those carefully selected ingredients support healthy joint function and address the root cause of inflammation within your body. Now, trust me when I say you won't find anything else on the market quite like this. In fact, my friends over at Purality Health have a patented formula that utilizes something called micell liposomal technology, which delivers nutrients directly into your bloodstream. And it's proven to be 800% more efficient than traditional supplements. Even better, it's backed by a 180-day money-back guarantee. And today, we have a 30% off coupon just for you. Visit PurityHealth.com. Use the coupon DRJ to access 30% off today. Yeah, you always have to go back and look at, you know, emotional drivers, mental emotional drivers, chemical inputs into your body. So that would be like food, air, water, um, and how that's impacting you. And then you got to look at, you know, physical stress, right? So whether okay. it's, you know, bad posture over time, uh, you know, you had a fall, you know, different, um, you know, just maybe sedentary lifestyle, you know, that plays a role in there as well. Right. So because yeah. lack of movement, yeah. my oh, gosh, yeah. it's, and we, you know, we, we know that everybody's at a different level, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Someone listening to this may not be able to walk around their house, you know, and some listeners yeah. may be a marathon runner. It's, it's all different and that's okay. It's just where, whatever level you're at, start you want to start somewhere. You want to be moving your body. Like it's important for everything. everything. You do not yeah. want to be sedentary. And we all work from home. Yeah. I mean, you do, we yeah. do. I got to um, make an effort. I got to walk my dog three times a day. <laughs> I got to the gym <laughs> in order to get exactly. those steps in, but yes. it's important. Yeah. So important. You got to get moving. You know, we, we know that we want our body in a sense to be like the water in our body to be like a river and constantly moving through rather than a stagnant pond. So for just sitting there, there's stagnation that occurs. That's going to slow down all the different detoxification systems in our body. The lymphatic system. The lymphatics. Yeah. And so uh, our bowels, right? All yeah. of that. And so, mm -hmm. so true. Yeah. Huge. And so I know Pooping you touched is on the number one thing for your health. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's what I wanted pooping. to go into next. <laughs> you really do better say, have a good poop. Yeah. You, do. <laughs> you know, I've, I've heard that before you poop in the morning, you're mm -hmm. more bacterial, right? More microbial than human cells. Right. And then when you uh, drop a deuce, you, uh, <laughs> I love you are that. now more human than, than, than microbial, right? You're getting <laughs> you rid of awesome. all that waste. 
And uh, yeah, so it's it's super critical. And, you know, I mean, the microbiome, just taking really good care of your gut health. I know you guys work work with a lot of people with histamine, mast cell. So a lot of that, you know, you talked about trauma being as a root, but also issues there with the gut too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Leaky gut. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. you infections know, in the gut. infections, mm-hmm. really, you know, bacteria producing uh, histamine in the gut. It's yeah. a lot. It's very, what are you seeing? What are you guys seeing as a common thing? Cause I know that that's a pretty, pretty high subset of your clientele is dealing with mast cell activation, histamine intolerance. Are you seeing like very, I mean, obviously I'm sure you're seeing people of with, with root causes that can range from anything, but are you seeing oh, yeah. certain things show up more often yeah. when it comes mm-hmm. to maybe so gut infections? Pylori. Or, yeah. It's pylori. Candida. It's pylori. We get a lot of, you know, there's different, and don't ask me to name them, but there's different types of opportunistic bacteria that actually mm-hmm. produce uh, histamine. And yeah, I think Klebsiella does, right? Yeah, yeah. lots of Klebsiella. Yeah, yeah. Lots of parasites too. Blasto is a big one that we see, especially with MCAS and histamine. It it, a lot of infections in the gut. I don't think we have ever worked with someone with histamine intolerance or MCAS that didn't has not had a gut. Right, and that makes sense with H. pylori because that's Mm -hmm. in your stomach, and we know your stomach line, your stomach acid is like your first line of defense from pathogens coming in. And if you can't get that acid really strong there, you're going to be much more susceptible to other infections. Um, And so just in a combination of infections and parasites and different, different things like that, your microbial load is going to, um, you know, really hit a tipping point if you can't do that. And H. pylori shuts down that stomach acid production. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. And that's really interesting that you guys are seeing that. Now let's talk about some fast and easy things people can do now to support their hormonal health. Yeah. So first and foremost, eliminate the inflammatory foods, right? So let's talk about things that we should be eating to make it fun and easier. Um, (laughs) Instead of don't eat this. Yes. Don't don't eat this. Don't eat that. (laughs) Let's focus on what we can eat. Um, So I you want to get in lots of color, right? So lots of good plants and um, really good fruits, low glycemic fruits. Um, I also really good fats like coconut oil, olive oil, really good animal fats. And then of course, meats, right? Good, high quality, complete protein sources. Enough protein, which is something I think we're so underfed with So under protein. I really- we do almost a gram of of animal protein per pound of body weight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah I like I that. Love... One of my recommendations is getting at least thirty grams of protein exactly. Per meal. Yeah. yeah, and I feel, don't you feel, David, that most people can do that, hit that target? Oh yeah, for sure. Make an effort. People will tell me. People will tell me like that's a lot of protein. I don't think I can eat that much. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's that's not true. You yes, you definitely can, and you should be able to. I mean, that's only 120 calories, only four calories per gram of right. protein. I mean, most people out there are, are certainly eating 1500 calories at well, least. They're eating you know, it in the wrong yeah. places. Yeah. 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 And they, and, they've been told or they're that drinking protein, it or, yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. they've been told they know protein's wrong, you know, that it's yeah. going to raise our cholesterol and, you know, give them all these issues. And we're like, no, mm-hmm. you're going to feel way better. You're going to yeah. be much more satisfied and you're going to actually want to eat less if you're eating enough protein. Totally. Right. Now I will say if somebody has an H. pylori infection, 
that and they eat the protein and they're not addressing that or not supporting. Oh yeah. Muscle, yeah. It'll be tough. And it could sit on them. Right. So if people yeah. are saying like, Oh man, I can't, I can't do that because when I eat digest it. chicken yeah. breast or something, it's like, it just sits. I feel nauseous. Right. And that can be a sign that, you know, you're not producing the stomach acid the way that you should maybe yeah. due to H pylori. Oh yeah. yeah. We see that, that a lot though. too. We, that, where they get a lot of that nausea. So you definitely want to make sure you're addressing that underlying infection, but then supporting that digestion, right. To help your body and aid in that breaking down of those protein sources and organ meats. Yep. But, just but let's just be honest. <laughs> Most people don't like organ meats. So we're not yeah. saying like, you got to love organ meats. Like I hate them. I'll be, I don't eat them alone. I think they're, they, they're very gamey to me. Yeah. So I buy what it was company. I buy um, no, but it's a it's a company that has it in their oh, yeah. beef. I, I feel bad. Yeah, like a 50-50, like US wellness yes. meats or somebody like yeah. that. Yeah. Like and then I do like tacos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you no. put it in, you know, also maybe a sauce or yeah. like tacos or something. And that's how we get it. And then you can even take supplements, you know, you can yeah. take, there's some great supplements out there that we love that mm-hmm. have them yep. in there. So, but they are literally probably the most nutrient vitamin in my opinion. Yeah. You know, just- I will say that out of all the organ meats, heart is, is for me is the most palatable. I mean, it, honestly, like if you cook okay. up beef heart, Mm-hmm. And you give it to your spouse or whatever, they probably will think it's ground beef or they probably will think it's yeah. you know, just steak or something like that. It actually isn't that gamey, whereas liver is like very, very gamey. It liver is, is so, very gamey. Yeah. And yeah. heart's rich in CoQ10. You know, it's like mitochondrial powerhouse right there. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So, foods, you and, and when we're talking about diet too, especially with hormones working a lot with perimenopause, shifting into that menopausal state, you want to make sure you're eating enough right? Mm -hmm. And not under eating. So making sure you're satisfied, you're sitting down with your meals, eating in a non-stress state, making sure you're chewing your food, yeah, your food properly so that it's a, you know, a more of a liquid consistency because your, your digestion starts in your mouth. So you really want to just baby that and, and not eat in a stressful state, right? Along with getting in these really good um, low inflammatory foods. And we listed, you know, we have a really good list in the book too, that breaks this down. So, um, you know, when it comes to the foods to eat and, and when it comes to the no foods, it's really a lot of the processed sugar, right? The processed sugar, the processed, um, um, starchy foods like breads and pastas and things like and that. Things with phytic acid, right. like grains. A lot of the, whole, you know, the you know, anti-nutrient foods, hmm. industrial seed oils, right. which are super inflammatory. Um, anything processed, you yeah. know, just the chemicals, all these fake foods that are available today. It's mm-hmm. like, if you just really focus on whole foods and, and then you have to take, you know, some macros into consideration. Like we, we have a good idea of how much protein to have. I do think that a carb count is a little bit different for everyone depending right. on your situation. So we just ask that you kind of see how you feel and and get your carbs from natural food sources, not from like bagels Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But if you, let's say you're eating a sweet potato, like I personally don't eat a lot of carbs at all. Mm -hmm. I don't need to, I do very well on a high protein diet and some veggies and very low fruit, but then I might have someone who's really needs more starchy tubers Mm -hmm. and stuff like that in their diet. So you just have to pay attention to how you respond to that kind of stuff. And that's kind of how, you know, and it might change throughout life too. And it might change in your situation, what you should do as far as that. Um, One thing I do want to point out 
there's a big, big typo yeah. in our book on um, the foods to eat in moderation. It says vinegar. I don't know why they must have taken that from the histamine book, but you can have vinegar. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Unless you have a histamine issue. Right. Unless exactly. you have a histamine yeah. issue. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. most people do really well on vinegar. Yeah. Uh, there's probably two subsets that I see don't do well on vinegar, like apple cider vinegar, right. good quality vinegar. Um, that's going to be your his- people with histamine issues. And then oh, number two yeah. is if they have like a stomach ulcer, yes. you know, and you take in some vinegar and it's like, oh, it's just like this burning pain in your stomach. And that's usually um, H. pylori related too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like a long-term H. pylori infection, or if yeah. somebody's overdosing uh, Tylenol, aspirin, you know, something right. along those Oh lines. yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, a subset, obviously there's a lot of people that are dealing with PMS and dealing with migraines related to hormonal dysfunction. And they're living on, you know, Tylenol, aspirin, ibuprofen, Uh, right? Destroying the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. And and NSAIDs actually reduce our enzyme that breaks histamine down. Mm-hmm. And a okay, lot of yeah. things are histamine histamine invoked, right? Yeah. Right. And then they're taking NSAIDs all the time. So their body has no way to break down histamine. So their histamine levels are soaring, mm-hmm. especially around, you know, times in their cycle. Mm-hmm. And then they're taking those NSAIDs and just making this vicious cycle cycle keep happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What are some natural things you you like to use when somebody is taking these NSAIDs and they feel like, gosh, I can't, you know, I can't stop taking them. I'm going to be in too much pain. I'm going to have these headaches. What are, uh, are there natural things that you're using? Yeah. Obviously mm-hmm. diet change. What do yeah, you like diet to use? Change. Boswellia and yep. curcumin are really good. Sepia homeopathic yeah. is really good. Yeah, that that's yeah. good. And then a lot of people yeah. reducing their high histamine food. Yeah, and quercetin. Quercetin is great. can be great yeah. to be low quercetin. Sometimes if you have a slow comp gene, you got to be careful of that. You got to be careful of that, um, which since we are talking about hormones, mm-hmm. but otherwise we do see, you know, even nettle can be really good, mm-hmm. um, yeah. different things like that. Uh, uh, garlic and, and ginger, those things are really good anti-inflammatory foods Yeah, you can add. So, and then I also really love getting in lots of, you know, broccoli sprouts because mm-hmm. they have a really good component yeah. sulforaphane, which yes. is really good for phase one, phase two estrogen detox. And it's just very supportive of the liver in general. So really good cruciferous veggies, broccoli sprouts are amazing. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at your pathways, let's say after listening to this, you're like, you know, I really want to go check out and look at what my hormones look like. Just make sure you do work with somebody that knows how to work with pathways because there's so many different types of supports out there to support the liver. And if it's not right for you with what your body is going through, it can make you feel worse. So or I can't like, stress that enough. For example, dim. Yes. Dim is be something that a dim. lot of people take and they might do really bad with it. Like they might have low estrogen mm-hmm. and dim actually really moves the needle on estrogen. They just might have poor detoxification of estrogen, but they're still lower in it. So we would think sulforaphane mm-hmm. more in that type of situation. Sulforaphane, unless you have a sulfur issue, is pretty, pretty safe, safe for most people. Yeah. Food sources is great, you know, yeah. getting them in sprouts and things. Yeah, that's a good tip. And you mentioned slow COMT gene. Now, COMT helps metabolize estrogen, mm-hmm. right? And so as yep. one of the things that it does, as well as different neurotransmitters and whatnot. Right. And right. so when somebody has a slow COMT, they may end up with higher amounts of estrogen if you're doing Absolutely. a Dutch test. Yes, mm-hmm. we see that a lot. So it's like you're you're a little bit genetically predisposed mm-hmm. to have a harder time breaking down estrogen. 
but there are there's there are a lot of things you can do and all the things we talk about in the book i mean really just supporting detox pathways and we like to talk about gentle detox yeah. a lot you know mm -hmm. using castor oil packs over your liver taking epsom salt baths dry brushing using sweating like yes. anything that's sweating so using the infrared yeah. sauna or just sweating with your exercise if you tolerate that those are really good places to start. You know, you don't even have to just jump right into supplementation. You can start with that if you're a very sensitive person and that can just help your body start to learn how to metabolize these hormones better and just toxins in general, just start gently pushing them out. Yeah, yeah. I've seen castor oil packs make a big difference for a lot of people. What uh, What is actually happening there when you put the castor oil over the liver? It's the lymphatic system. So yes. it's helping like move, the, get the lymphocytes in there and get things moving out through the lymphatic system. Yeah. And even with the circulatory system, like it really just helps. And if you want to test to see if this works, put it over your whole abdomen. It gets things yeah. moving. There might be going to the bathroom yep. in the yeah. hour. Yeah. yeah. And really that's, that's also real helpful for PMS pain, right? For it like is. pelvic, yes. pelvic uh, yeah. pain, it's a major cramps, things like that. Yeah. And yeah. it really dilates. Like when you put it over the, over the liver, you're helping dilate, open up those bile ducts. Yep. And a lot of people have very congested bile ducts. Oh, yeah. Their bile is running really, really slow. It's higher in cholesterol and lower in bile salts. And so it's like very slow and sluggish. And then their bile ducts are oftentimes very inflamed. So they, yeah. they end up constricting. And so that helps to open it up, di dilate it. And of course, with your bile comes a lot of the toxins that you're trying to get out. Yeah. It does. It really does help. But oftentimes too, when we see, you know, really high on metabolic panels, like high bilirubin, typically even starting off with gentle detox, it can really mm. get things moving. We find mm. it really helps because you got to be careful with that, you know, when you're working on that. Yeah, for sure. Now, yeah. what are some of your favorite supplements? Let's say, oh, yeah. you know, first off somebody that's dealing with uh, perhaps thyroid issues that are secondary to liver problems. Um, you know, and then let's say, you know, somebody that perhaps is dealing with, um, PMS or menopausal issues, what are some of the top mm -hmm. supplements that you like there? We always support the liver oh, yeah. first. So mm -hmm. it depends on the person, yeah. but typically like N-acetylcysteine with some milk thistle, we do, we have a supplement that it's all blended and it's even some of the, um, the immune supportive mushrooms like reishi and all that. We love that. And, and our patients do really well on that. So we like that. And then we, depending on what's going on, yeah. support differently. Like for some people we're using inositol if mm -hmm. they have like an androgen dominance or even saw palmetto, depending on what's going on. And then for some people we're using dim or sulforaphane, depending on what's going on. So that's a, that is the problem with supplementing with you be hormones. You do really need to know actually what's happening to know how to supplement with it. But supporting the liver is something that pretty much everybody can do. Like opening up your detox pathways is only going to help everybody. Um, there's a few scenarios where something to support the liver might not be okay, but it's it's not that common. But when it comes to more targeted stuff like vitex for progesterone we really need to know careful. what do you need and what's yeah. driving like low progesterone right so when you're working on specific imbalances you really want to look at everything because certain supplements can affect other hormones too so you really have to be careful when it comes to that i personally too you know when i'm working on any 
hormone imbalance, I'm looking at nutrients, right? So what does magnesium look like? Vitamin D, which is really important. Our B vitamins, you know, magnesium and B vitamins are really important for that comp gene, right? With what we just discussed a little bit earlier. So copper, zinc, zinc, iron, iodine. Um, And then when we're talking about the thyroid, iodine, but having a good iodine to selenium ratio, not taking really one without the other, especially not taking iodine on its own. We don't, we don't find that's usually the best situation. You kind of want to make sure you're getting enough selenium as well. Um, vitamin D, Mm -hmm. you know, these are, these are all things that a lot of people can do. Um, vitamin D we said zinc, right. Um, And then you can even do anti-inflammatory stuff again for this, which like Boswellia, curcumin, Mm -hmm. those are all good because a lot of that stuff like thyroid, when we're talking thyroid, we know that's usually autoimmune. Yeah. So, and that's an inflammatory situation. So you want to kind of calm everything down. Yeah, really good stuff. Really good stuff. And guys, definitely a great book, Guide to Balancing Hormones. You guys have a whole lot of recipes in here with beautiful mm-hmm. pictures. Thank so guys, you. if you're looking for some amazing recipes, you got this egg bites recipe I'm looking at right here. Chicken patties with broccoli and cabbage. So a lot of really, really great recipes. Yeah. Great information. Very easy read as well. So mm-hmm. if you want to understand these different hormones and strategies to help balance them, like we, what we talked about here and get some great recipes to support you, check out the book. We'll have a link in the show notes, but it's called The Health Babes Guide to Balancing Hormones. So guys, great job. Congratulations on the book. Any last mm-hmm. words of inspiration here for our audience? Yeah, you know, we just wanted to create something simple, digestible. The the recipes are very simple and easy too and mm-hmm. absolutely delicious. Lots of color, fresh ingredients. And and quick. And quick. Right. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot between the yeah. two of us, we have a lot of kids. We do. So we don't <laughs> yeah. have a lot of time to get fancy. Yes. And so it's a very good start. You know, take a read of, you know, how the different hormones we should be focusing on and how they all connect together. Some simple strategies with where you can start. And then if you feel you need something further, right, me and Beck, of course, we work together, but we're also coming out with a new program too soon. We're working real hard right now on that. Um, It's about to launch. It really digs into figuring out why you feel the way you do, teaching you how to kind of figure out your situation and really learning how to target where this is stemming from. And then we teach you what tests to take, how to evaluate the testing, what to take based on the testing, like kind of how to be your own practitioner. And then if you want to go further, you can work with us. Right. So we have we have something for everybody. Options. Awesome. <laughs> and they can find that at thehealthbabes.com. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And our we'll podcast, Health Babes yeah. Podcast. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Check out the Health Babes Podcast as well. Yep. Well, excellent work. You guys are doing great work out there, helping a lot of people. And thanks so much for your time and your expertise here. Really enjoyed having you on. And we'll see you guys in a a future interview here. Be blessed. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.